This is John Williams reaching out to our old friend Thomas Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson, are you there? Good day to you, citizen. We are speaking the day after the 2016 presidential election. Did you hear what happened? Yes, I I saw the results. You have amazing technologies now. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, lost the electoral vote, and Donald Trump will be the next president. Thanks a lot, lot, Electoral College. The people have spoken. You know, we have a system designed in 1787 that includes an electoral college, and that's the final uh, arbitrator of who becomes the president of the United States. And here's what seems to me so interesting about your election. Almost all of the, the wise people assumed that the female candidate was going to win. Uh, in fact, they were betting on it, and, and they assumed it, and they, and, they, and they really couldn't even imagine that the opposite would be the case. But democracy is an interesting thing. The people speak, and the people thwarted um, the expectation of almost all experts. You can lament that if you want, but that's sort of the genius of democracy, that the people are sovereign, and they often are cranky and do things that make little sense to those who are accustomed to power and familiar with power. It's funny because I was thinking about that today. All the institutions that we look to for guidance were for Hillary Clinton, you know, Hollywood and pop stars newspaper editorials Uh, i mean the editorial boards of all the major newspapers in america uh, either uh, did not endorse donald trump and most of them um, endorsed hillary clinton academics heck there were previous national security advisors and their teams there and i could go on like this including many many members of the republican party uh, previous republican presidents all of them said trump's not suited for the position and the people didn't care it's an amazing thing, democracy. Sovereignty matters. The people sometimes despair that they're not being listened to. But if they get upset, they can be very loud and emphatic in reclaiming the country for their own interests. You know, it's very fascinating to me to watch this. When when Jackson, Andrew Jackson, was elected to the presidency, I was uh, an elderly man, and I thought he was wholly unfit for the presidency of the United States. He visited me at Poplar Forest. I said he had he still had blood on his hands from the Battle of New Orleans. He was a dualist. He was barely literate. And he was a Westerner who had little or no understanding of what you would call the establishment. I was not eager for him to be the president of the United States. But he went on to be a very important president and a beloved president in the long run. You don't really know what you're going to get. The second thing I would say is that Mr. Madison is the engineer of this. He's the father of the Constitution, and he believed that in this, our happy republic, we have peaceful mechanisms of revolution, as opposed, say, to France, where they had to cut off the head of the king to change the course of that nation's destiny. In this, our happy republic, every fourth year, the people get to decide. And sometimes they annoy the the pundits and the journalists and the professors and the professional politicians, uh, when they make their voice known as they did yesterday in, in, in your era, it's a breathtaking, some, somewhat troubling thing to see. 
Is this the sort of thing that uh, John Adams and George Washington and Alexander Hamilton worried about, that when you give control of the government to the people, they'll do something you might not like? Yes, precisely. This is this is, this is Hamilton's view. Hamilton believed that the people are not up to it, that they're uh, childlike, whimsical, uh, easily swept away by fanaticism, that they don't do their homework, that they don't really understand what's at stake, uh, that they vote very narrowly from their self-interest, and when they're upset, they they throw the rascals out without really thinking through what that might mean. That's Hamilton's view. He wanted the people to have a very limited role in their self-government so that such a thing as happened yesterday wouldn't happen. He wanted the professional establishment, and he thought of himself, of course, as a partner with George Washington. He wanted the professional establishment to decide who governs the country, and the people then would be given some very limited role in that process. You were you were opposite that. You trusted the people more and thought they should be allowed to have a bigger role in deciding their fates. I do trust the people. I, I didn't like Andrew Jackson. There are plenty of candidates that I would have been appalled by, and I think you can perhaps imagine what I might think of the of the victor in your contest last night. I'm an 18th century gentleman. I never raised my voice. I I never uh, made a threat. I I never denounced anyone or belittled uh, groups of our population. So you could, I think, have some sense of of where I might stand on on this particular candidate. But I I will predict this, that in the long run, something good will come of this shakeup, that the people who are, after all, the country, have spoken and have said we are extremely unhappy with the Mm -hmm. status quo. We want to shatter the paradigm of the current status quo, even if we have to put up someone that most of us regard as less than desirable to achieve that revolution. And indeed, it's a peaceful revolution, however obnoxious it might seem to the 49% who lost. Well, when you talked about the ignorance of the voters that is this old school notion that they're not up to the stuff uh, up, up to the task maybe the pundits and the and the the professional politicians weren't up to it either they missed it they didn't see it here i'm a work for a radio station i'm supposed to know what the people think and feel and the democrats and pollsters should too and they were wrong not only were they wrong but donald trump had coattails that weren't toxic down ballot he helped people rather than hurt so 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 shame on us for not knowing knowing that well it tells you what a demagogue can do a demagogue stirs the people by going around the usual uh, wisdom, you know, the usual sensibilities of the culture. And this is a very dangerous moment when this occurs because the establishment exists in some sense as a distilling and filtering device. But the, I think the most astonishing thing about your election was how the experts got it fundamentally wrong. And in the yeah. last few days before the election, yeah. there was even a kind of self-satisfaction amongst the experts, a kind of smugness, a, a, a visible sense of relief that they were going to retain control of America. And then they suddenly were brought up short, you know, and you could visibly watch their consternation, a sense of guilt that they had misread things, a sense of fear that their control of the United States might actually pass to the people. I, I can't, as an 18th century radical 
avoid seeing this as, in some sense, a healthy rebellion, even if there is plenty to deplore. Hmm. When you were elected, people saw this as a dangerous transfer of power, too. That is, from this description of Washington, Adams, and Hamilton, say, to somebody like you, who is too out there for the mainstream politicians of the day. Um, and you gave a, an inaugural address that we've talked about in this podcast before, but I, I don't think we can talk about it too many times right now, where you said we all need to come together. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, well, it is true that many people thought that I was a Jacobin and a radical and uh, that I was too Frenchified in my style and that I was, uh, as, as Mr. Hamilton once put it, too earnest about democracy, too fond of the people. And people thought that I was an atheist and, and many other things. I worked hard in my first inaugural address to tell people that we are all Americans. We are all Republicans. We are all Federalists. And I let them know that every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. But here's the main thing. Uh, I governed calmly. There was nothing erratic about my eight years in office. In fact, I turned out to be much more of an establishment figure than any of my detractors could have hoped. Hamilton was even a little impressed at how comfortable I was with the use of executive power and how comfortable I was with the financial machinery that he had created for our new republic. But, but here's the difference between this candidate and, and myself. You know, Hamilton wrote a key letter when the, when the election was contested in the House of Representatives, and he said, look, I don't like Jefferson. He's a hypocrite in some ways. He's too earnest about democracy. He's stubborn and, and, and persevering in his, his effects, etc. But he said he's basically one of us. I'm guessing, said Hamilton, that Mr. Jefferson will turn out to be okay because he's basically one of us. He's a gentleman. He's highly educated. He has property. He's been in power before. He was the governor of Virginia. He was the secretary of state. He was trusted enough to be the ambassador to France. His politics, as he put it, may be tinctured with fanaticism, hmm. but he's still a member of the essential governing class. And I'm guessing, said Hamilton, he will move back towards that center in spite of his actual political vision and his rhetoric during the campaign. I don't think that can be said of the of the one who won your election last night, that he is essentially a member of the governing establishment. Well, I'm glad you guys uh, had checks and balances then. We did have checks and balances, and you will find that you do. So one of the things I think you're going to discover is that the election wasn't so much about party as about populism or class or even urban v. rural. And I think you will see a new coalition of the establishment, a bipartisan coalition, rise up to challenge and check this populist moment. In the history of the country, I'm sorry to say, but it's the truth, the establishment always prevails in the end. These moments are blips. Uh, they create a lot of uh, concern and anxiety. Uh, there will be some missteps and, 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 and some setbacks that occur from this. But in the end, the well-established governing center of the country will reestablish itself. It will work around the, the problem, uh, and it will find that it is able to continue to check whatever the excesses are of this demagogic populist. 
Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I thought maybe a little peaceful revolution was good here. You're saying we're going to sort of fall back to the norm, and, and uh, I, I don't think that's what this election was all about. I'm trying to calm down those who are panicking, and I hear even a little <laughs> panic in your voice. Oh, my God, I, I have friends in thing. tears today. Friends in tears I like today. a little rebellion now and then. You know, the, when the people speak, they don't always speak in the most polite way, but I always trusted the basic good sense of the people. And I'm guessing that in three or four or five weeks, if you did exit polling of the people who elected this person, they would say, well, we don't really like this or that of his rhetoric or policies or even this or that of its character, but we wanted to send an emphatic message that the country belongs to us. We've made our point. Now let's make sure this person doesn't go too far. Well, that's what bums me about some of this, Mr. Jefferson. He thinks this is about him. He thinks this is an endorsement of him, I guess, and I don't think it is. I think it's about something larger than that. You do have checks and balances. He can do very little without the Congress of the United States. I'm guessing that the courts uh, will find a new unity to prevent him from doing some things that are in direct violation of the Constitution of the United States. Four years from now, if you survive that long, there will be another quadrennial election. And if he goes (laughs) too far, if he goes too far, you have the impeachment clause of the Constitution of the United States. So Mr. Madison, with his usual wisdom, gave you some mechanisms to prevent any single individual from going too far in his Mm -hmm. private vision of this country. Lastly, when we were on stage in Chicago last weekend and in St. Paul two weekends before that, halfway through our four conversations that we had on those two stages, I kind of turned to the crowd in each of those shows and said, aren't you glad you're here? Don't you wish he was running? And I patted you on the back and they cheered and they clapped. Any chance we can get you to come back and... Join us in 20, I, would, I don't know, 20? Uh, oh, how about next week? <laughs> uh, I, I would love to come back to, to Chicago and to Minneapolis and, and to talk about this very crisis because, first of all, the reason that people said that, the relief that people felt when we spoke in those two cities, was because I'm rational, because I weigh the evidence, because I'm, I'm not a fanatic. Um, I believe in civility. I believe in the American people. I believe that they're much better than they seem to be. And I know that will sound heretical to all of those people you're talking about who've been weeping over the past 18 or 20 hours. But the fact is that America is a very stable, solid, stately democracy, and it will continue more or less as it now exists. And the kind of radical fears that people feel should be countered with the long tradition of stability of the American system. And I'm guessing that this candidate, once he actually has to sit in the chair, will swallow hard and realize the gravity and the responsibility and, frankly, the opportunity that is before him and that the country will will survive, it will even prevail. And in the long run, I know that you will disagree, this is going to have been a healthy moment for the United States. 